Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast again. And we're thankful to have you tune in with us here on the program on behalf of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, where I'm the pastor at, as well as Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. We would warmly invite you to come and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. in Caledonia or in Ackerman, Mississippi, as well as on Wednesday nights, you can come see us in Starkville, Mississippi at at 6 p.m. where we meet for worship every Wednesday night at the New Covenant Church building at 200 West Garrett Road in Starkville. We invite you to go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, subscribe to our podcast, and find churches that may be closer to you. You can also go to macedonia-pbc.org for other sermons as well as sermon series that I have undertaken during my time on the radio program, and we hope all of that content can be a blessing blessing for you. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Please contact us. Please email us. We would love to correspond with you, to answer any questions, or to help you or pray for you in any way. So we would love to have you email us at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. Today we would like to continue our series on the will of God as we look at various aspects of God's will, God's providential will, and how do we discern God's providential will for our life. So we hope the Lord will bless our consideration of that this morning. We hope to bring that message for you right after this song, so please stay tuned on the program today.
Good morning again, and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. We're thankful that you've tuned in with us again, and we've been trying to consider and go through the will of God from the Scriptures, and we're really trying to dig into how do we discern God's providential will, because God will guide us in a specific pathway that's unique to us, and how do I find that path? How do I know what that is? For me, that's unique to me. Not comparing myself to other people, not comparing myself to societal norms or expectations, but what's God's individual will for my life? And the general idea that I'm wanting us to understand is that, first of all, we have a fence. We have God's commanded will that establishes right and wrong, sin and obedience, Okay, God's commanded will in the Word of God gives us the fence that limits the decisions that we can make. You can't marry an unbeliever. You don't choose a career that is against the law. You should not move somewhere that will hinder your growth in the kingdom of God and putting the kingdom of God first and foremost. So there's some things that we can easily X out, right? But many times, the things we X out are not that many in the big scheme of things. You know, if I have 20 different options, there may be some that are just so clear. If you think about choosing a college or something, I may be accepted in 20 different colleges and maybe two of them have no church anywhere. So maybe I X them out. But other than that, I've got 18 more, right? So it's hard to discern. what What's God's will? Where will I go? And, and again, many, many factors that are specific to you. And, and it's so important for us to have godly counselors, your family, your church family, your pastors, other spiritual godly counselors that you trust to run all this stuff by them. They know you. I don't know you. The Lord knows you and they know you and they can give you good godly advice that can be of real benefit to you. But not every situation is the same. So what may be right for one person may not be right for the other person. And our desire is to pursue God's will to where we live the most abundant life that we can. So we discussed some of this last time, and I want to kind of resummarize it for you. Remember that God has promised us that he will guide us with his eye. He will instruct you and teach you in the way that he would go. The steps of a good man are ordered and established by the Lord. Proverbs 16 and 9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So again, the Lord will guide us, especially as we're praying and submitting to his will. And remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. So God gives us a framework to make decisions. But the question is, what's the right decision for me? What college do I go to? What career do I take? Who do I marry? What job do I take? Do I buy this house? Do I buy this car? Do I take this trip? Even some of those more simple things in life, we always need to pray and discern God's will, even in those things. It's not just these these major life-changing decisions. We need to be submitting to God's will in every aspect of life, even the more mundane decisions, so to say. So God gives us a framework through which we make decisions. We seek the kingdom of God first and foremost. Whatever we do, we do it heartily. We give thanks. We respect authority. We live sanctified lives. We don't engage in fornication and sin. Those are the frameworks through which we make decisions. And then obviously, we've talked about not marrying an unbeliever. If you're talking about marriage, there's a lot that the word of God says about marriage. 
And the same could be said for other topics as well. So just as a reminder and a summary of what we discussed in previous messages, I am deciding where to go to college. Well, I'm not going to go to North Dakota where there's no churches. But outside of Xing that one off my list, there's a lot of factors. What universities may be in a city that has a good church that can be a, a lively, edifying place for me during these very vulnerable years of college? And then what major do I choose? What, what career path do I choose? And do I even go to college? I mean, we're talking about college. College may not be right for you. Maybe you start your own business. Maybe you go to a trade school. And there's just multiple different examples of people who have been wildly successful by not going to college. So I'm not even trying to put that barrier on there. I'm using that as a very simple example that there's a lot of decisions and one's not necessarily right and wrong, right? One, one college is not right and wrong once you X out those ones in North Dakota. One's not right and wrong. Instead, it's just good, better, and best. And we want the Lord to guide us in the best decision to where we can live the most abundant life. So then you go to college and then you choose a career and you get a degree and then you get two jobs. Well, how do I know what, what jobs to take? Is it the job in the big city where I'm going to have to work all the time and never be able to go to church or can I take less pay and go back home and be involved in my local church and be able to see my family. Well, um, I would believe he's probably guiding you to take the lower paying job back home, most likely. Many people view God's will as the highest salary. And boy, if you view that way, I, I sure hope the Lord gives you clarity to reject filthy lucre. Because if you make your career decisions based solely on money, then Satan's got you just where he wants you, okay? Be very cautious in doing that. So whatever you choose to do, God doesn't call you to a specific career. You have a lot of flexibility in what you choose to do. You can even change your career, right? You start out doing something, you choose to change your path and do something else. Whatever you choose to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Colossians chapter 3 and in verse 23. Who do you choose to marry? Well, they need to be a believer. But again, we don't want to check that very baseline box. Instead, the case for someone being your spouse should not be they're a believer. The case should be they're seeking the kingdom of God first and foremost in their life. And they really should have been not just professing to be a believer. They need to be a baptized believer that is actively involved in public worship on a regular basis. And that you, as you're establishing your relationship, that you establish your relationship on the kingdom of God first and foremost, right? So God's will is not determined by your biggest paycheck, by a promotion, by the most money that you can make. And as you're choosing a spouse, I would encourage you to find someone with common doctrinal beliefs as you. It says in Amos chapter 3 and verse 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? And it's vitally important that you agree on doctrinal truths. And most importantly, you agree on the kingdom of God being the first priority in your family. And if you are both committed to the kingdom of God being the first priority in your family, then that is a recipe for a successful, thriving marriage. And by the way, so much of these decisions are all interconnected, right? Your profession and what job you take and what city you live in are going to be heavily connected 
to your kingdom church decisions and your spouse decisions, right? So these are all interconnected. And that's why they all have to funnel through the same lens, right? You funnel all of these through seeking the kingdom of God, first and foremost. College, career, jobs, spouse, housing, locations, all this. You funnel it through the same lens. You funnel it through the same framework, which is the glory of God, which is whatever you do, do it heartily. Give thanks to seek the kingdom first. You funnel it through that, and then you say, Lord, if they meet those qualifications, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And we trust the Lord will give you wisdom and discernment to learn that. And also, we're talking about the big things. We're talking about spouses and colleges and majors and careers and jobs and all these things. Every decision that you make, you need to filter it through the same lens of seeking the kingdom of God first and foremost and filter it through the word of God. Whether you're buying a house, buying a car, making an investment, choosing stocks to invest in, all these things, on a daily basis, all the decisions we make need to be funneled through the lens and the framework of the Word of God. We've already mentioned for you to not be comparing yourself to others. We mentioned Peter and John, that Peter tried to compare himself to John. If I'm going to be martyred for the cause of Christ, what's going to happen to him? And essentially the Lord says, that's none of your business. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I call him to do. Instead, I've called you for this specific work. So as we try to discern this, again, we, we will continue to weed through these and we'll come back to these points multiple times in this series. We have a framework. We need God's wisdom that he graciously will give us if we ask for it. If we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us. James chapter 1 and verse 5. So he gives us this framework to make decisions. And I want to highlight three core points, three core stages, I guess you could say maybe, of discerning God's will that we'll continually come back to. And those three points are patience, wisdom, and courage. Patience, wisdom, and courage. So as we're waiting on God's will, we need a lot of patience, don't we? We need to not be impulsive and not make bad decisions just because we are not where we want to be yet. And so many people are prone to do that. I need to be married by this time. I need to have an ex job by this time. I need to have kids by this time. And if I don't meet those metrics, then all of a sudden I start trying to alter God's will. I start trying to meddle in God's will instead of waiting patiently in faith for God to open the right door at the right time. And that's hard. That's hard. Patience is hard. It's hard to let patience have its perfect work in you, for patience to have its maturing work in you, to wait patiently for God's will and to have faith in the midst of that. I think oftentimes about Abraham in the Old Testament, and he, he had patience and he had faith, but that faith wavered from time to time, didn't he? And he made mistakes. He lied and he made the mess with Hagar and all these things. Why? Because his faith wavered as he should have been waiting in patience and faith. Instead, doubt and fear and unbelief crept in. And he made mistakes because he was not waiting patiently on God's will. And the most important thing that we can be engaged in as we try to wait patiently on God's will is prayer. Is prayer. Submitting to God's will in prayer. And, and something I've I feel like that I've learned myself is that prayer many times, prayer is not about you getting what you want. Prayer is about you being more conformed to God's will. And as you petition for something and as you seek something that is a good wholesome thing and you pray according to God's will 
and maybe it doesn't turn out exactly like you expected, or maybe it didn't turn out exactly the way that you thought, but God is slowly through that process, he's conforming you more and more and more to the image of his son and to the will of his son. Now let's get the big picture there of prayer, that God's will, God's ultimate will before the world began is that he would choose the people to be conformed to the image of his son. And we're not going to be that way perfectly here in time. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fail. And we're not going to be perfectly conformed to his image. However, we can grow and be more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ in discipleship. And one of the ways in which God conforms us more and more to the image of Jesus Christ on a daily basis is through prayer. It's us constantly mortifying our own desires, constantly mortifying our own devices. Remember, a man's heart deviseth his way. I'm constantly mortifying my own way, and instead, in faith, I'm deferring to God's way, right? And when I do that, I'm constantly being more and more and more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. In a later message, we'll talk about God being the perfect potter. God is the perfect potter. And that's what God's doing on a daily basis. He's, he's refining us. He's guiding us. He's sanctifying us more and more and more to the image of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that he does that is through prayer. And that's why, obviously, we have that example in the model prayer, don't we? We pray that God's will would be done in earth as it is in heaven. Around those same verses, he says, Your Father knoweth you have need of these things before you ask. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, give us what we need. Not what we want, give us what we need. So we have to have patience while we wait on God's will. But then also, many times you've got to wait for a long time. You've got to wait for years for some things to occur according to God's will. So you've got to have patience while you wait. But then you need to have wisdom to know that the time has come, Right? to discern that it's go time because what you don't want to do is be patient, 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 but then you get complacent and then you miss when God opens the door. No, you want to be patient, but then God give me wisdom to discern that the door has been opened, that the time has come, that this season has arrived. So you need patience to wait, but then you need wisdom to discern that the time has come. But sometimes God calls you to do things that are difficult, that are hard. So you need patience to wait. You need wisdom to discern the time has come. But many times you need courage to act boldly and to press through that open door, even when it may seem contrary to our natural mind. So you need patience to wait. You need wisdom to discern, but then you need courage and boldness to press into the will of God as he opens that door and step out in faith. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. And no one knows the will of God perfectly. We try to discern the still, small voice of God and the Holy Spirit. And there's many ways in which he influences that decision-making. But ultimately, many things we do not know 100%. We have to walk by faith. And it takes courage. It takes great courage to walk by faith. So three specific aspects of executing, of following God's will is, first of all, patience then wisdom and then courage. Patience to wait patiently on God's will. Wisdom to discern the time has come. And then courage to boldly act when that time has come. Now, how does God give us clarity in all that, right? How does he give us encouragement as we patiently wait? But really, much of what we're talking about here is wisdom. 
how do I know? How do I know what God's will is? Well, he guides you. God will guide you by his Holy Spirit. We'll come back and deal with this more in depth in later messages. But Romans chapter 8 and verse 27, He that searches the heart and knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession, the Spirit of God, makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Spirit, don't, don't miss this point, the Spirit is in perfect unity with the will of God. God's will is always good, acceptable, and perfect. So if you are following the leadership of the Spirit, if the Spirit is guiding you, the Spirit makes perfect intercession according to the will of God. So if the Spirit is guiding you, and you're submitting to the leadership of the Spirit, then you will have clarity about the right decisions to make. The Holy Spirit will be guiding you and opening your eyes, your spiritual eyes of wisdom. And I would encourage you to pray this prayer in Luke chapter 11, to pray for the Holy Spirit every single day. Pray for the Holy Spirit. And you need you need the Holy Spirit in every area of life. And there is no area of life that will not be manifestly better by you having a more abiding, abundant presence of the Holy Spirit on a day-in, day-out basis. And one beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit, and this is not talking about regeneration, it's talking about the abundant manifestation of the Spirit in your life. If you pray for the Holy Spirit, God promises He's going to give you a more abundant manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And I have that at the top of my prayer list every day. Lord, give me your Holy Spirit. Give me your Holy Spirit, because if you give me your Spirit, and I'm in tune with your Spirit, everything is just going to go so much better. Everything's going to take care of itself. I'm not going to be as selfish and prideful as I'm prone to be. I'm not going to be making selfish decisions. I'm going to be mortifying the flesh. Everything, Lord, give me your Spirit. But also, we need wisdom in our daily interactions, don't we? We need wisdom to know when to hold our tongue. We need wisdom to know the right thing to say when people are asking our counsel. We need wisdom to know that I'm being tempted to forsake a bad decision. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on, right? We need the Holy Spirit every single day in every area of life. But if we're going to discern the will of God, we have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And the way that you're in tune with the Holy Spirit is that you have a daily investment, a daily investment in prayer, in reading the Word of God, and spiritual exposure to the Word of God. Whether it be preaching, whether it be reading, whether it be listening to sermons, you need to have spiritual stimulus, okay? And if you have that, the Holy Spirit will speak to you through His Word. So, how do we discern God's will? Ultimately, we discern God's will through the Holy Spirit. Well, how do we stay in tune with the Holy Spirit? Through His Word, through prayer, through preaching, through the multitude of counselors who will give counsel according to the Holy Spirit and according to the Word of God. We'll come back and revisit this and deal with this more in depth, but ultimately, how do we discern God's will? What it really boils down to is that day by day, we are walking hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. And by the way, the Holy Spirit is one with Jesus Christ, right? So if we're walking hand in hand with Jesus Christ, On a day-in, day-out basis, we're walking hand-in-hand with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will guide you according to God's will. Again, we hope that you will continue to tune in with us on this series as we hope to provide greater clarity for you and how to discern God's will. And as always, consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things. We certainly hope that this message, the ones before, and Lord willing, the ones to come, have been edifying to you. So go back and study these things on your own. 
pray the Lord will give you patience, wisdom, and courage and guide you by his Holy Spirit. May God bless you on this Lord's Day. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 And tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.